0: From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR.
1: Well, Coach, probably the last thing you wanted to do tonight was uh, spend a half hour with me, but I certainly appreciate your time.
2: Well, I wouldn't have mind spending it with you if we had a different outcome? <laughs> well, but, uh, that's... It's never as fun when you when you can't come out with a win
1: no isn't that the uh, isn't that the truth anyway i do appreciate to uh, appreciate your time so 24 hours after the fact dave uh, uh it likely doesn't feel any different it probably still hurts a heck of a lot
2: oh yeah oh yeah we had a we had a tough night as a group um tough morning as well um but you know what uh we got on that plane and we'll uh we'll meet tomorrow and like you said, I mean, that's the last time this group will be together. And, uh, we, you know, we felt uh, felt like we really lost something, uh, something we were working hard for and had a great opportunity to win and that and, uh, weren't able to, to get it done.
1: You know, last night, and I know you said it after the, the game, you know, there's really not much you can say to the guys in that situation. Everybody can look in a mirror and, and everybody knows the, the eventual outcome. Uh, on the plane back this morning, did you have a different approach? To, what did you say to the guys?
2: No, I don't think words were going to make anyone feel any better. Um, we're not going to feel better for a long time. And we've got to understand we, uh, we sign up for sports. And sometimes sports sucks. It really does. Sports, uh, you know, more than, you know, with a league of nine teams, it's still so hard to win your last game. And, and we found that out again. Um, but we sign up for it. We enjoy the process. Um, we enjoy our group. We we had tons of positives from this season. Uh, I will not let one game define us, but yet, it does hurt, and it's one of those things that uh, I think our group uh, will will need some time and we need some family and friends in the city, and and we need that support, and uh, and we'll get it.
1: Well, and, and and you're exactly right because I know family is big for you, Dave, and and I'm sure your wife gave you a big hug. I'm sure your kids gave you a big hug. Uh, you know, last night after the game, and and sometimes that's that's what you need, isn't it?
2: Well, I mean, you need your you need your teammates too. You need the uh, you know you just everyone's disappointed in, in things uh, when it doesn't go right, and it, it would be easy to point fingers here and there and what ifs and those type of things. But you're not changing history. You're really not. So. um, you know, you do have to accept it, and, uh, you know, you also realize it's a missed opportunity. It's not coming back. So uh, you put so much time and effort into something, and you really feel like you kind of had it, and you feel like uh, it was you were going to be rewarded for that, and when it didn't happen, it was tough.
1: And it was unfortunate, because I, I would say, and you know, your team was the better team for the most part last night. Yes, you made mistakes. Those mistakes obviously cost your team, but, you know, you you look at the completion rate for Bo Levi-Mitchell. It was fantastic. DeVaris Daniels had a great game. Uh, Jerome Emesson was was effective on the ground. I think the defense, in in most cases, take away maybe one 100-yard play. Uh, They were very, very good in that football game. You did control your own destiny, but unfortunately, uh, you didn't get it done.
2: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I... It's, it's hard to say you're the better team when you lose. Right. Um I felt though like last year I almost felt like um we might have got outplayed and I felt like this year we outplayed them. And I feel like uh our mistakes were bigger than theirs. In fact, we had opportunities early. They had a must punt. They and on on a uh pass, we had a chance, but we really didn't create the turnovers we thought we would get in the field conditions we have. And then we were struggling catching the ball um early in punts and kickoffs and uh, we were the ones that seemed to be uh, struggling a more with our ball security and obviously uh, the big fumble there with Kamar but um, you know things happen you look back at that game there's so many plays that if it would have went a different way um, you know we take a penalty and then we snap it over our punter's head and give up two points you know in the end of the game you guys know what that's all about so there's lots of chances lots of opportunities as I told you guys no one play can define you or tell you you would have won if you did this but, boy, there was a lot of uh, opportunities there to kind of seal the deal, and we just didn't get her done.
1: There were a lot of 2 outs in the first half. Uh, it looked to me, again, I was watching on television, that the field did get better after halftime.
2: I did. I thought offensively we did we did fairly well. I mean, we played a, a really good group. I mean, Toronto, I think, uh, defensively is right up there with the top. Uh, we had a nice balance. We were running and passing. I figured we'd have to pass to beat them. And, um, you know, I thought Bo played a really good game. I mean... To be honest, one of his best. Um, you know, he made a couple decisions here or there, but other than that, he made some great reads, great throws. I thought he was at his best, and yeah, we didn't get get that last ball maybe out there quite like he wanted it, but he gave us chances to win, and, and uh, you know, we had a pretty good balance. Um, we never had any field position, that was one of the challenges, and the field was a challenge. I thought, you know, ultimately, there's a couple things. Uh, you know, we had a nice run by Roy that was negated by a hold. Um, looked like he was ten or fifteen yards downfield before the flag came out. Big call right there. And then ultimately, uh, you look at the turnover um, that that we put points up there offensively. We were going to say we had a pretty dang night.
1: Yeah, I, I would say this: the Argos did a nice job shutting down Roy Finch. You're right. The one was called back because of a penalty, but but they they wanted to keep the ball out of his hands, and that was pretty obvious. Last night.
2: Yeah, when they uh, well, you know they they did, but we could have used him a little bit more, but. We put him in a lot, too, just uh, we called plays not necessarily for him, but just normal offensive plays and they did seem to have a little bit of a focal point on him. They were, they were trying to blitz the linebacker that had him and and that way uh, the windows and the holes in, in their zones were bigger so, you know, Roy was uh, still used and still valuable but we weren't able to get him the ball and, and he did start out, I thought, return game looking pretty quick, looking dynamic and then we just struggled judging the ball later in the game and Ultimately, yeah, it was one of the areas I thought we could have been better.
1: I want to get this on the table r- r- right now, Dave. And uh, you know, I-, I know the text lines are blowing up already. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell was dealing with whatever it was all season long. He talked a little bit about it. Uh, it didn't appear to be that serious. Uh, was it a factor now that the season is over?
2: Well, that's a question for Bo. I mean, nobody knows exactly how he feels and exactly what uh, uh, he was going through. He definitely, he definitely was sore, uh, but. Structurally, he's going to be on a percent sound for next year. There's nothing okay. like off-season surgery, anything like that. But I thought the ball came out real well, and he was spinning it like the old Bo last few games, you know. Um, but yeah, I, there, w- there won't be anything. I don't think uh, anything groundbreaking. Uh, but I, I, like all of us that are, I didn't play, but all the players, their bodies are sore and they they take a lot of hits. And Bo, basically, one of his many many strengths is he doesn't miss a game and uh, his availability is always unquestioned and does a great job and mm-hmm. um, ultimately yeah, Noel, he'll be fine.
1: On the final interception, um, and again, I'm getting it on the text line, so I may as well put it on the table right now. Uh, Obviously, it looked like that was the primary receiver. I I don't have a problem with the call, and you you handled that very well last night. You know, you you have an opportunity to go to the end zone. You you do do it. Uh, The execution, obviously, that was a little bit off. Uh, Take us through the the thought process. Take us through the call, if you don't mind.
2: Well, it's a a play we've run uh, probably 40, 50 times during the season had pretty good success of it we actually have not thrown that receiver but they had a new field corner out there um young kid uh um we have a rookie of the year on him that's fast um it was one-on-one bo bo knew his man-to-man um the primaries usually uh was quay on that one but uh, you know he either lost his footing or got pulled down and the thing i think was just a little bit of pressure up up the middle I haven't seen the tape. I only saw what I saw on the, on the Jumbotron. Um, and it just didn't quite get out there. And they made the play, give them credit. But, you know, we, we certainly would have liked to miss a little bit out on the outside if we missed. But uh, I don't have any issues with Bo playing the game to win. You know, he made two huge throws before that. And, uh, you know, we are playing to win. And ultimately with that field, there's no guarantee we're even making that kick. So um, we we stayed with true with uh, – with the game plan, we have options to go deep on basically any call. And I trust Bo would make good decisions, and he, and I thought he did that and just didn't didn't execute it quite like we wanted to.
1: No, nope. and uh, unfortunately, that uh, boils down to uh, to an interception and, unfortunately, game over. uh... The Kamar Jordan fumble. um... Can can you you know? Hey, again, trying the second effort. You, you never question somebody's second effort, uh, but in that situation, you know, a field goal would have probably put the game out of reach. Just your your thoughts on that play. And did you say anything to Kamar afterwards?
2: No, I mean, listen, he had a great game too. He dropped a few balls here or there, but he's he's one of our our, our weapons. Um, you know, that play was 110, and then the the, the touchdown Tommy gave up was 100. And mm-hmm. those two plays, uh, you know, I, I don't question their effort and all that, but it was just, seemed like just, just a little bit, maybe a little too much. Tommy, uh, you know, jumped up for the interception, just misjudged it, gives up 100. But, you know, that really is 210 yards of real estate, two touchdowns. And, um, you know, you take that away, but I feel like we were the better team, but, uh it happens it's part of our game um yeah it was tough holding the ball and they they got it out but ultimately even if we could just tackle the guy uh we probably would have been fine but uh wasn't in the cards and they took it back and uh, and that's how it, that's how it ended
1: so, Dave, talk about what's next. To talk about player evaluation. You know, obviously, Green Garbage Bag Day will take place tomorrow. You're going to meet with the, the media tomorrow. Um, you're going to, you know, obviously have some, some of the core guys back. Some guys will move on. But uh, what's the next step of the organization, for the organization moving forward?
2: Yeah, we'll talk to the guys tomorrow. We just want to make sure to, to finish it out with our coaches. And, and if anyone has any questions or any concerns or any anything they need to get off their chest or any ways that we can improve... Um, we want the players to have that communication with their coaches, and then the coaches will talk to me and Huff, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have a plan for personnel. We, you know, it, it was a little bit. It was out there. There's talk of of you know people trying to you know poach our coaches as well, mm-hmm. and uh, you know so we'll have to make sure. I'll have to meet with them, and all I ask for is just honesty from the coaches, and, and whether they're looking or they're getting, um, I guess, approached by other teams. And uh, so there's always change. And it's tough because, you know, you feel like, uh, uh, first off, it, it was a good season. It wasn't great because we couldn't win it. Um, but a lot of these players did give a uh, great effort, and, and production on the field was still really good. Uh, but we'll still make tough decisions, and ultimately fans will lose um, some of their favorites. So we, we can't be stagnant. We're trying to get better. We're also trying to get younger. And uh, with the salary cap, you just can't afford everybody.
1: And, and I would guess with that evaluation process that everything's on the table, probably uh, all of your coaches uh, as well. And, uh, you know, Dave Dickinson, he's got a contract till 2020, but uh, as some people have suggested, maybe it's time to bring in an offensive coordinator. I, I've asked you this before, and I apologize for asking it again. I know you love calling plays, but uh, would would that free up some extra time for you?
2: Well, in all due respect, Jock, you go ahead and let me know how to do a better job there. because <laughs> yeah. that, um, And the fans, too. Listen, yeah. we we did everything we could do. And we're not perfect either. Um, It's not going to happen. I thought our offense at times uh, wasn't as good as it was the year before. That means I have to get better, and as a staff we have to get better. But, uh, you know, I just don't understand why people always want to make change when there isn't a better candidate out there. If there's a better candidate and the uh, general manager wanted to do something about it, he could, but the the head coach is not going to do that and uh feel very confident in, in our staff and I'd like to keep them all. I think our guys deserve it. I think they did a great job and uh but the other thing is opportunity knocks, you know, and I'm not going to hold a guy back you know, if a guy has a, and wants to a, get a, a better position and potentially uh you know, head coaching job, OC job, DC job. Um I'm going to certainly not uh, look to keep him. Uh, I'd like them to be honest with me, but I would like our staff to be back and and take another run at it. You're
1: right, and and, and again, I apologize for the question. We we do get those questions, and you can understand the passion from the fans. And uh, you know, it, it, it it's tough on the fans. They support the team all, all season long, so I, I I can feel it. You know, we took uh, we took calls last night for an hour and a half, and uh, but hey, at least they care, and and that's the important thing I think from a fans' perspective, Dave. They do care.
2: Well, listen, we. Um we we play for those fans and coach for those fans and, and i really believe our city had a good feel this year i think you know, at our great cup week there i didn't get out a bunch but i know that the calgary showed up and and we had a good feel about this year that we were going to get her done and that's why it's so tough um tough on fans too you know because they're invested and they they love the red and white and they they support the horse and i uh, would like to see us finish um but i believe they know we've got a good thing and and that we uh we give it everything we got, and, and, you know, sports are a bit brutal sometimes and unfair, um, but that's that's the way it is. But the support hasn't wavered. In fact, the West Final was just an amazing, amazing atmosphere. And uh, now we just need to get a great cup in Calgary because we do seem to win at home on our playoff games. But... Uh, who struggled going to Ontario the last two
1: years? Well, you're right because, uh, you know, four times over the last six years you've been in a championship game. Unfortunately, just the one championship. But hey, it's it's better than the alternative because, uh, you know, lots of other teams would love to be in your situation. Tell you what we're going to do, coach. We're going to take a quick time out. Uh, we're going to get back to head coach Dave Dickinson, your chance to talk to coach for the final time as uh, this is his final appearance of the season on the coach's show for Tom's House of Pizza. You know the numbers 403 974 8255. 403 974 talk. This is the Home of the Calgary Stampeders, we are 770 CHQR. And Dave Dickinson will stay with us until the bottom of the hour, so your chance to talk to the coach. uh, So let's get right to it. Uh, Let's bring uh, Will into the conversation. Hey, Will, you're on the air with uh, Dave Dickinson.
2: Hi, Dave. i got to tell you something. I am sick about the loss, but I am so proud of you guys for the job you did. You know what? Football is a game of um, inches. And you guys, Jordan dropped the ball. It was it was an accident. It happened. Those things happened. You guys played an outstanding game. I was thrilled to see it in the snow. You guys did an outstanding job. I am impressed with everything you've done. And that call at the last when you should have kicked it instead of passed it, I'd have done exactly what you did. I didn't...
1: Hey, Will, uh, thank you uh, so much for the call. Let's, uh, let's go to Warren. Warren, you're on the air with uh, Dave Dickinson.
2: Yeah, guys, I was just going to say basically what that other guy said. You know what, in a team sport, you win some, you lose some, and that's the thing, being a team, not individual, not like rodeo or something where you're individually playing the sport. But you know what, good season. we got something to build on because you got a real good core of a team there. You know, if you're going to tweak, don't tweak too much because I kind of think you've you got what, you, what is going to take us back there next year. So you know what, next year we're going to have these conversations, uh, and next year we'll probably hold that cup.
1: Warren, uh, thank you very much for that. And, uh, Dave, we sort of talked about it off the top. There is going to be some changes. Obviously, it's the Canadian Football League, a lot of one-year contracts out there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you would like to keep the, the core of this team together. But, th- but there will be changes.
2: There will be. And thanks for those two calls, too. I do appreciate that because uh, sometimes, you know, you do like the support. Uh, you do believe in what you do, and you do believe you try to uh, give everything you got. Sometimes that's not enough, so uh, there will be changes. Um, like I said, it's just what we have to do is what's best what we think for the long term of the club and and uh, ultimately, though, you just do what you can and, and find the right mix and sometimes get lucky. Uh, might be some guys that we've had in the past that are available um, and haven't worked out in the NFL, come back, so they'll be a great great team on the field and, and uh, the Stampeders will win football games and we just got to see if third time's a charm and and keep knocking at that door
1: this text from ryan ryan says uh, unfortunately the receiver said a few uh, drops this year is that an area you'd like to improve in 2018
2: well i don't think it was our best this year um you know we got some injuries we couldn't keep them all together i thought we had a nice lineup on the field uh, for the great cup and, and but yeah there's always areas to improve uh we got quite a few free agents we really do so um you know we did find mark which is good find uh we have had good luck and I think uh, Pete Costanza does a nice job um, with personnel and and coaching those guys. So we'll find guys. But, yeah, I think that area, um, we're going to get some new faces, and and ultimately we'll see how it plays out.
1: Back to the phone lines. Let's bring David into the conversation. Dave, you're on the air with uh, Dave Dickinson.
2: Hi. How are you doing, Dave Dickinson? (laughs) I'm good, Dave. How are you? Very good. It's Anthony. What's going to be playing next year with you guys? Well, that's a question, I mean, we'll we'll figure out here in a bit. I mean, what I liked about Anthony is he came in, he's unselfish, he works hard, local guy. Um, ultimately, his hamstring and his back, he had these double injuries. Um, and I just couldn't feel like, uh, trust his body at this stage. We gave him six weeks off to try to uh, be healthy, and he came back and practiced well and uh, just didn't have uh, space on the roster at that time. But like the kid, like his family. Saw so his dad and mom out there for the Grey Cup and uh, you know, sometimes feel guilty when you can't get a kid like that mm-hmm. on the roster but ultimately tried to get the best uh, best team we could have and uh, to, to get the best chances to win.
1: This text from uh, Don, Don says what about the O-line coach, uh, you know Dan Federkal probably getting on, is he going to play another year and, and what about Pierre Lavertu
2: I really think Dan is going to be an interesting interview tomorrow. I think uh, you know I see things in certain guys uh, and eyes and that and not sure Dan's gonna uh, want to give it a go, but we thought he played great. And uh, you know what? He gives us everything we got. He's smart, great leader. Pierre's just got bad luck right now. I don't know if his body will ever allow him to play again. Um, so that's a uh, that's gonna be something we'll explore. But uh, certainly not the year he wanted. And that that was a for us. We we, we were expecting uh, Pierre to be the guy. At center, and to not even really—we didn't even get one practice out of him this year—and and, and uh, I know he's just so frustrated and disappointed. But certainly that was uh, something that was unexpected, and and didn't work out for us.
1: Back to the phone lines of spring. Donald into the conversation. Hey, Donald, you're on the air with Dave Dickinson.
2: Hello there. Well, I want you to tell those boys they're the greatest, and we love them. We just love all St. Peters and my wife. She just loves them, and she says, I may be on a diet to this old rancher here, but by God, I sure enjoy those big boys, (laughs) even though, I mean, they're my menu, and I can enjoy the menu, can't I? That's what she (laughs) has to say about them.
1: (laughs) Hey, I appreciate that comment. One more call. Let's go to Jarek. Hey, Jarek, Jarek, you're on the air with Dave Dickinson. Hi there. I just wanted to. Jarek, you're a little off mic there.
2: Is that better? That's better. All right. I just want to tell Dave, uh, he did a good job. I, I'm a high school football coach in Calgary as well, and uh, I would have made that same call uh, if it was if it was in a city championship game. So don't be down on yourself, and you guys did a great job this season. Congrats. Ben. Thank you. All right. So it really wasn't a, wasn't a hard call because um, it really wasn't. It was just a bad result. So uh, we're, we're – basically in the business of uh of giving the chance that players the best chances to win and and ultimately uh players win and we just weren't able to do her
1: Dave, thanks so much for your time all season long. I've really enjoyed this segment. I've enjoyed the, uh, the coaches' show, and I know we'll do it again next year. And uh, you have a great off offseason. Uh, I know, I know you, you don't get much time off, but it's going to be a busy one for you. So thanks so much.
2: Uh, thanks, for everyone, and also enjoy the holidays. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you around the city, and I appreciate all, all, all the Stampeder fans out there. And uh, we'll ramp it up again next year. You betcha. Dave
1: Dickinson, head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. And, of course, you heard him here first on 770 CHQR.
0: Clear minus one in downtown Calgary. Good evening from Global News at 730. I'm Darcy Curl. More Albertans have died from opioid overdoses in the first nine months of this year than in all of last year. The numbers are in a third quarter update from Alberta Health. It shows 482 overdose deaths so far this year, 43 more than the total number from last year. The NDP government is proposing workplace safety rule changes that give workers the right to refuse dangerous work. Labor Minister Christina Gray says workers need to be safe and have adequate support when they're hurt on the job. The new rules will also give more rights to workers when they make their case to the Workers' Compensation Board after being injured on the job. City Council is dealing with a $146 million budget shortfall as it looks at numbers for 2018. They're hoping to get staff costs down by about $106 million and save another $33 million on various cuts to services. However, police are asking counsel for another $20 million in funding for their department. Budget deliberations continue tomorrow. RCMP have released a composite sketch of a man in hopes of identifying him. The man was found dead in a green space in Red Deer back in August. You can see a sketch on our website. Clear tonight, low minus 3. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 7. Wednesday, sunshine and 5. Right now, it's minus 1. Breaking news when it happens next. Scheduled update at 8 o'clock. I'm Darcy Curl.